0: And welcome back, weirdos. This is episode 11 of the Weird Austin awesome podcast, and we have a returning guest today.
1: Hello, what's going on? Uh, this is Punk Bordello, also known as Corey Jones.
0: Welcome back, man. This is a uh, uh, unprecedented. I mean, we've had recurring guests, but uh, you know, I mean, we have you here, man. You're you're ready. This has been over half a year. And, uh, I'd love to know what you've been up to, man. Uh, well, I have been just, uh, struggling to
1: stay afloat, to be honest with you. Really? You know, I mean, not, not in a sense of like, I mean, you know, so I got here a year and a half ago, you know, and then, you know, I met you and then. I, uh, I started getting, you know, great work and then this whole coronavirus thing happened and uh, all my shows are canceled and we everybody's got to stay in. I'm very, 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 very lucky and blessed to not be out of a job at this time. But, you know, I'm just uh, at this point, it's just like, well, I can finish the projects that I'm working on and then repackage them for later, you know. So uh, outside of that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to work. Uh, I'm going to work all that I can, do you know what I mean? So that I can, you know, stay on top because that's the name of the game in this economy currently. Absolutely. Very impactful. Very impactful.
0: I know you were working on a few projects before. Um, What's in the, what's in the works now? Well, I mean, nothing different.
1: Uh, It just got delayed uh, over money stuff, you know? Right. Um, So at this point, what I'm working on is I am trying to uh, continue to I uh, make these videos and uh, make a make a video for as many of the tracks that I can, but I'm also finding myself uh, as i as I continue on through this process, you know I kind of, yeah, it's kind of a very artistic condition to uh, to go backtrack yourself and be like, oh i don't I don't actually know if I want that on there. and you know, maybe maybe this doesn't fit the vibe right. But, I don't know, I'm getting a, a better feel and a better direction for where this uh, where this album is going. And so, I'm really delving into the thematics of it and really trying to make it more of an experience and less of an album. You know, so much so to the point where you could listen to the entire thing and immediately play it back and just be like... Like, just keep listening to it. You know, it's one of those... I, I feel... When I listen to to it myself, when I think about the way that it's supposed to sound, you know, the way I hear it in my own uh, in my own uh, musical conscious, if you will, um, I really try to I really try to pinpoint the experience you know, and that's why I listen to it on repeat, and just, you know, throughout the day until I get sick of it, and then go back on, you know, onto my, you know, playlist on Spotify. Drum covers is another thing that I'm trying to be working on, Um, but, uh, you know, YouTube presence and knowledge of the YouTube algorithm is also a big, uh, is also a big uh,
0: point of interest for me. I'm glad you understand that, honestly. Um, A lot of people think that, they can just throw whatever they want yeah. into the mix, and I mean, take a take a cue from anybody who's written a TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to know what the the market wants uh, at the time, yeah, absolutely. And you also have to know how you're going to put yourself out there, right? So, right. I mean, with that knowledge, you're already two steps ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I understand where you're coming from when it comes to creation. Um, I've heard a few songs in my head and put them down, but for me, it's a lot more of the feeling of mm-hmm. and then i agree the the playback and the instant nostalgia and the appreciation that you made something right uh it, it's i don't know therapeutic i mean yeah. i can definitely listen to my own stuff on repeat uh yeah. <laughs> i've done it before you know well, well i mean the entire the,
1: the entire precipice behind my music is is you know th- there's feeling everywhere music itself it is directly in tune with our feelings, Right. you know, and with our emotions, and, and that's why, you know, you listen to a song, it can give you, goof, goof, give you goosebumps or make you cry, you know, uh, depending on the message, and, you know, a lot of people listen to the words, a lot of people just listen to the melodies, some people just, like myself, are fixated on both in the culmination of everything together, but um, I personally, when it comes to my music and what I'm trying to do... Um, I think that's probably the biggest reason why nobody can really pinpoint what my sound is in a nutshell, you know, and that's, I mean, I'm proud of that to an extent. I also just like, yeah, come to think of it, I don't really hear any music kind of like mine, you know, cause it's, I mean, it's cool, you know, doing something, doing something new is great, um, but, you know, going back to the marketing strategy, it's also, you know, you also have to figure out a way to make yourself relevant, as well. So there's there's that, and a lot of people don't think about that. You're right, um, but when it comes to my music as original pieces, I mean, I've always I've always said to myself that I want to make I want my music to be an orchestra of guitars, an orchestra. I've always I mean it it is also a lifelong dream of mine to compose an orchestra. Really, yeah, and I mean, I'm nowhere near qualified to do that just yet, in terms of like just raw capability and what I have at my disposal, but i mean it's it's the, the fact that I can, you know, throw three part harmonies on top of one another and, you know, have songs with like six, seven guitar tracks that don't, you know, bleed into one another and dilute the integrity of the music, where every sound is like complementing, you know, the melodies of, the, of its counterpart, you know, it's, uh, that for me is like invigorating, you know, and that's really, that's, that's what I live to see in my lifetime kind of thing. And so that's why I bring it into, into, into the world, you know? And that's why I take, uh, I take, you know, uh, reference from like every kind of music, regardless of, you know, like genre or, you know, um,
0: genre or, you know, specific preference. How do you, whenever you're making a song, you say you, you kind of know what it's going to be before you Laid all that right Well right And um, The reason
1: why that is Is just I Well I don't necessarily Always know um, Like like One of the songs but Probably one of my favorite songs um, Is a song called Is a song called Lovely And um, That one is all jazz chords And I I just started with the With the scratch track And the scratch track Ended up being so perfectly in time That I didn't need to re-record it And, you know, so it's, you know, very rare occasions like that where I can just throw something out there and just, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, stop here and like, okay, I see where this is going. then, you know, delete that, start over, and then get the entire thing through in one take. And it's in a complete musical thought and you just build upon it just because you didn't have much of anything else to work off of in the first place. But... The case in point, and I feel like the the real pinpoint of how to write a song that a lot of people don't understand is yeah, there's got to be a start point and end point, but also within that, like a start like a start point, middle point, you know, it's there's got to be some sort of organization to it. And hip hop music is different because a lot of times you know those main melodies, like if you think about something like uh, like Wu Tang, uh, like the song "Cream." there's just that one loop that's from an old jazz song, you know? And that's that it just plays on repeat throughout the entire song, but what changes it is the dynamics in the drums and how the vocals decide to come in and, you know, do the chorus, you know? It's like, it's everything... Sometimes everything can be planned out to a T, but sometimes you can just lay something down and just build upon it from that, whether it be through a sample or a loop or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. it's. It's just having an eye for the bigger picture, or an ear ear rather. Um, But where I was going with this before was uh, the reason why I make the music that I make is just because it attributes to my own story, you know? And I try to be in, so this is kind of, in in my personal opinion, I like to think that this is my earlier stuff, you know? So with that being said,
0: like, you're still finding your sound, or...? Yeah, I'm still okay.
1: exploring it. And I have yet to find an incarnation of the album yet, where I've just been like, yeah, that's it. I've definitely heard other people tell me, yeah, that's it. But I, myself, have looked at it and just been like, it's not quite done. It's, it's missing a certain je ne sais quoi, you know what I mean? And I know exactly what those points are now, and so that's what I'm trying to employ into my you know further recordings of it. Um, and I think now really is just like the most important thing, the most important kind of time to say the kind of things that my music says, you know, which is all about empowerment to yourself and empowerment to those around you and realizing that we're all in this together, you know? And to realize that the point to move forward shouldn't be to end lives, but rather to Nurture the ones we already have, as well as you know prevent births because overpopulation can be a thing and natural resources are finite. But at the same time, it's like I've always see, I've always regarded humans as like, why, how come we've never been shepherds of the earth, you know? Because at the I mean that's why the the Bible. Could you elaborate? Well, that's that's why like the Bible kind of like uh, like mirrors that kind of thing, Lord is my shepherd, you know what I mean, and then kind of like flipping that dynamic, and, you know, God talks to the shepherd, and the shepherd, you know, carries on his message, and, you know, his story as God intends it, that's the kind of thing, not to take too much from the Bible, because I don't like to take it too literally, um, especially from some of the goings-on of those eras, because we've come a, lot, a long way in the term, in terms of, like, civil humanity,
0: as well as the way you're introduced to a lot of those stories from yeah, the last podcast. Yeah, know? I you mean discuss- it's it's
1: it's where a lot of people are introduced to morals for the first time, and you know, I think that there's a separation between between religion and spirituality, and that kind of dichotomy is also kind of like a principal focus of Islam. That you know the Pakistani side of my fi- my family it does like why don't Americans get this you know it's one of those kind of kind of kind of things where it's just like well like they're saying these things because they think they understand it when they when they go and read the Quran but when you don't know these people as individuals and human beings who are living in the same time that you're living in this isn't you know like this isn't some crazy you know is, uh, you know it's just the groupings of all of it is just like, yeah, there's those kind of people in these different denominations of religion as well though, you know what I mean There's extremists in every religion and radi- radicalism is definitely not the answer, just realism is. Opportun- oper- no, let's hear. optimistic realism is the key. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Um,
1: and to you know to further illustrate my point, the reason why I make the music that I make is because all of these principles are what I've learned of balance as a as a human being in the many trying times and the many times I should have died throughout my life. Just the other day, I almost got hit by a car. What were you doing? I was skating home from work, you know, because I take my skateboard to work, you know, see me. Um, I like it. It's cool. It makes me happy. But it's also, like, it's just a fun way to get around, you know. It's not quite riding a bike, but it's not, you know. just I just ride the skateboard at this point. I don't do anything crazy anymore. I'm just, like...
0: Would you ride a one wheel? A one... What, like a fucking unicycle? No, <laughs> they have... It's a wheel in the center and then a skateboard, essentially, on top. With a hole in the center for the wheel. And you, oh yeah, I've seen people riding. Those. I've seen people book it
1: uphill on those. I I don't really understand. Is it just it's a the forward
0: th- momentum essential? Well, not forward momentum, but as you lean forward, it activates the the propel you know motor. Oh, okay. So yeah, the, I guess that maybe the harder you lean, the faster you go. I I haven't had the the nerve to get on one, but yeah, or yeah. even the opportunity to be I just on one yet, but I've seen people zip around.
1: That's kind of why I like having a cruiser as my skate- as my skateboard of choice, because I don't like doing anything too crazy. I like to carve, though. I like to carve, and, you know, I like to go down, like, I like to re- go pretty fast down some hills, but I don't like to break my shit. I hate
0: that. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I remember. You, you walked in with many an injury.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the scars remind us that the past
0: is real. (laughs) Shout out, Scarred MTV. Um, No, if I can ask you a few questions about the process that you go through as well, um, as, you know, why you make the music you make. I mean, I know you explained it, but what I mean is, um, when you're making music, you have exactly what you like, you know, at the end of it, right? Like, not exactly, but you're satisfied with what you create, right? But you're also able to enjoy other artists' works. So some artists don't listen to anybody because they don't want anything to bleed into theirs, and they don't want it to be influenced, right? But how do you how do you view that? Because I feel like you, you have to kind of adapt. Like, Kanye West hasn't had the same style, you know, uh, over... I mean maybe a couple albums but like he's gradually cha- or yeah. he's changing all the time you know yeah. Childish Gambino is gradually or changing all the time but yeah. then you look at people like you know Chance the Rapper right and he kept bringing the same sound yeah right and then what you know album 3 coloring book not not so much right a lot of people yeah. didn't like it yeah. um and you have other artists that have that same kind of story where they they bring that same exact vibe and they don't change because they're satisfied with it right yeah and it takes them a long time for relevancy like what what do you think is the right move because your ultimate goal is to get a huge exposure right so in your own mind seeing these different paths people are taking how do you know you're making the right decisions well i
1: mean at the end of the day what i feel is the right decisions is like well think about it this way like you don't just, you don't just, like, have, a like, a, you don't just come up with your own recipe on how to do things, I mean, like, in terms of, like, cooking, right? You know, just, like, you have to start somewhere, right? You start because somebody shows you, right? And once somebody shows you, then you build upon it yourself. You kind of figure out what works for you. And see, I think, like, musical isolation and artistic isolation, in order to, to solely be a creator, I think that that's probably just one of the worst things that you could do to yourself. Specifically because everything that is inventive, that is new, comes from the past or so, in, in somewhere else. You know, somebody... The the, chan- the thing about it is that, is that, like, if you have an idea on how to do something, especially with you know, the way, like, how vast the, the population of the world is, I mean, it's like it's likely somebody has thought about doing it, yeah, or is doing it, mm-hmm. you know, so the way to m- best just make yourself think outside the box is to think, is to, well, A, support local music, because you're also in that scene as well, you know, I mean, it's, it, that's kind of gone at this point right now, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody's shows got canceled and
0: everybody's on quarantine. Some now. people are braving it. Um, Longhorn Daiquiri's on Riverside is actually still going to do, like, a South By thing. Uh, even though I don't think you're allowed to have more than 10 people, so. Yeah, no, that's, that's, gonna... that's, yeah. I mean, would someone call APD? Would APD swing through? I don't know how they would even enforce that, but yeah. people are still trying to keep it going, man, you know?
1: It's very sad because Austin has just become, like, desolate.
0: Well, you got double hit food service and music industry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the shows are canceled. All my shows are canceled, that, you know? Yeah. Fucking Sometimes that's how the utopia crumbles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You well, know, I I like how you described that because the fastest AI learns by producing and then judging. Mm-hmm. Right? So one is doing the other thing so that's why I respect the shit out of your consistency right you're constantly putting out stuff and you're constantly adding to your library so fans have an opportunity to go yeah I like this don't like this change this keep this right and you as an artist can take that in you know it's either you know what never thought of that or fuck you kid you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) right you have that opportunity to do both of those Yeah. so the fact that you're supporting local one is awesome to the fact that you're not doing musical isolation super awesome right like you're constantly adapting with everything I-, I like that if i may interject sure um
1: the other point i wanted to make about musical isolation is just that like i i said that everything you have ever listened to i mean everything you've ever created it came from somewhere else you know what i mean right like for instance, like, Little Richard started doing the whole whoo kind of thing, and now he claims that, like, everybody, every, like, rock singer after that stole that from him, and he's not wrong. It came from a place, and they heard it, you know what I mean? And then they were just like, oh, that sounds dope. I'm going to start doing that, you know? I want to be like Robert Plant. I want to be like, you know, this, that, and the other guy, you know? All these lead singers just started doing that, and it also, you know, bled into other genres of music. So they, the, your, all of your competitors, as well as all of your friends, and allies, you know, because it's a very social thing, we don't, we don't get anywhere on our own, you know all, everybody else is listening to all this wide array of music and it's very toxic to not, to just deprive yourself of that, we live in a, a golden age of music where we can access anything, pretty much, at the tips of our fingers, Think, songs we never would have heard of like go, if we had to sift through our parents' old record collections and stuff like that you know I know my parents were very they have awful taste in music
0: honestly okay so that that's a question is there's a music you hate a music you like mm-hmm. when you're making music how do you not make the basic music you hate right mm-hmm. like what tells you like what cause, like you said a chef the ingredients right mm-hmm. like if you hate a certain cheese you avoid that cheese right if you hate a certain sound you avoid that sound you know yeah. and then you have your go-to's yeah right so when you're making the the souffle of music you know like what's going on in your head
1: well what i would characterize as bad music is isn't necessarily bad music because my mom loved like billy joel and you know i don't have I, mean, I don't have anything against billy joel per se but just the way you know it's all sometimes it's in the way that you're nurtured and honestly like when she would sit there and try to sing it, it would just be it'd be like can you stop <laughs> You know, my mom wasn't a very good singer, you know, she, uh, uh, it's just, that's just, <laughs> that's, but that's, I mean, that's the reality of it, you know, uh, but from that, let's see, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're gonna edit this, <laughs> you're not, you're not gonna edit this.
0: It's all raw, baby.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: Monday night.
1: Oh, Shit. <laughs> A lot of train of thought. Oh no it didn't. Um I lost my train of thought.
0: What would you like to talk about?
1: Oh, um well what uh what what do you find your creative process to be?
0: I haven't done it in a while. I haven't made I mean like I made a few songs but nothing I've posted. Uh-huh. Um but I guess more recently I've done a few lyrics, like rap, I guess hip hop. Yeah. I don't know. Uh language for me is like I like to do impressions, I like to mimic, um I've always done that. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a voice actor. I've always liked hearing people cursing in Spanish because it's one long, just train of syllables. You know what I mean? So, whenever I write music, I try and entertain myself. And um, one of the ones I did recently, I think it's called Assonance, is the same, I think, vowel structure, syllable structure. And I did that through the entire song. Um, just because I wanted to see if I could, right. right? So whenever I make music, it's mostly to entertain myself. And then the ability to re-listen to it is great because you get the nostalgia of originally creating that song, like the satisfaction, the, the near, and then like there's some songs I created two, three, maybe four years ago uh. where I listen to it and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I remember making that, you know? So yeah. I, I don't know, the, the process of is in the moment what does it feel like and for writing i don't know i just kind of go into a story just like creating anything i just see where it feels me or or where the feel takes me Um, i'm a very uh impulsive person so the creativity comes out in uh, like a rhino charging and i like to hold on to that ride for as long as i can and then you know whenever it's pooped and it falls over i go okay let's see what we made.
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like as as much as you you uh, you accuse me of living an interesting life, I feel like you yourself have seen and heard and been you know been around some interesting things as well. And I think if you worked on your your crypticism, you know what I mean, and really like like because to me, in my own personal experience, like what I write about, it's always got to have an element of truth, otherwise it doesn't doesn't resonate with me well that's why I love like you know love songs come easy to me because i'm a fucking hopeless romantic <laughs> it was, a lot of musicians argue whether or, they not, whether or not they care to admit it i mean it's just like we're it's a it's a, it's a of passion you know and that's uh it, it's a beautiful thing but uh anyway i digress about that uh my original point was to say that. uh that element of truth is what I look for when I look, when I look for new songs to listen, new songs to listen to. Um, you know, I listen to, what's the, what's the, what's the realism in this song? How does this, what is the pertinence to my life, or what is the pertinence to something that resonates with me, you know? And when those two things are when those two things are interconnected and uh they are used to complement each other the music and the and the, the words themselves that's when a song really hits you you
0: okay. know okay well, yeah, well i was in choir so i feel like the words were always secondary because we learned the mi. Like, we learned the songs that way first All and right. then we layered the words on top of them yeah so i mean of course as a writer um it has to have resonance it has but that, to have meaning
1: that's also kind of a like a different way to look at you know a relationship with music because there's True. there's a lot of people out there and like when i was going through my music theory courses and you know learning how to read and write music and uh, understanding the the key points behind why some you know some scales are the way they are and you know when i was a ta for choir and stuff like that um, it's just like it's they there's a there's people out there who try to turn it into a school subject so hard. And then there's people out there who are the direct opposite and don't want any affiliation with like they they're almost ignorant to uh, I, I I don't know how to read music. I'm I'm not going to try, you know. And I mean, Jimi Hendrix couldn't read music and quite possibly one of the most influential guitarists of all time, you know, upstaged Eric Clapton when Eric Clapton held held that title, you know, which was a big feat for, especially for a black man in that day, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, either one of these concepts have nothing to do with your actual ability to perceive musicality. And... I think the, the most important thing to re, uh, to recognize as as a musician is that you never come to a state of mastery. No musician will ever say, and if they do, they're lying. They get to a point where they feel like they've mastered it, because you that's the gift for one thing is just being able to play, and the other side to the coin is just that. It's having fun and the passion for it that we that that we do it for, you know. Because otherwise, it's it's not. You have to really grind and spend throw thousands of dollars into a hole just to see anything come to fruition with it, you know. And it's very humbling when you meet somebody who from a tech from a a technicality like. Um, like, a a technically less proficient place than you, you know, like, whereas, I mean, I've been playing since I was six, but I've met people, like, songwriters, who could put a song together better than I can, you know what I mean, and more simply, and, like, to a point where I was, like, I wish my brain thought in that kind of process, I wish that my, you know, sense for melody, when when I was singing, wish that I could audiate like that, you know? and that these are also points of how we get better you know is by being humbled even you could you could have years and legions of experience but you know maybe somebody who's been playing for three years will like play something that is like incredibly good and you're just like
0: is it the goku mentality of always wanting to better yourself and loving to meet a challenge exactly <laughs> yeah. what can't that man do <laughs> right <laughs>
1: check his power level. <laughs> uh,
0: apparently, host the Olympics in 2020 because <laughs> Japan... yeah. Well, they said that they're... I think I read desperate to have the economy boost, but I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, man. Yeah. Okay, I think I, I get what you're saying. Um, so, there's always going to be a bit of vulnerability, mm-hmm. but that's the point is that, of course, you're going to have vulnerability because you're trying to say something and... Yeah. The only risk is, one, being completely societally rejected, or two, never speaking at all. So what's worse, having said your piece and being rejected, and possibly just being too early for your time? Because that music could live on and speak to somebody down the road who could, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's just like any artist who got popular after they died, you know what I mean? Like I, I could be wrong, but I, I believe it's Johann Sebastian Bach who died baroque and worthless, you know. But it wasn't until you know they found his music like years and years on that they were just like, oh my god, this
0: shit. It just slaps. <laughs> 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 um,
1: but yeah, no, you know, um, it's. I I have a very different take on what my perception of this of this world is of what you know everything around us is it's very very strange but i believe that if nothing else my purpose was just to create music you know
0: do you have a favorite message you've put out so far
1: that i put out so far no because I've been tucking that, I've been keeping it under lock and key, and only showing, you know, select friends, and testing it out of people, you know? Um, or, you know, I played a couple of things uh, acoustically at an open mic not too long ago, just to see how well they resonated, you know? And that's, that's also part of the shtick, you know, is realizing, like, that's, that's part of the craft, is, like, you want it to be accessible to other people you don't want to turn your stuff on and then they just hear whatever you want to hear you know you want it to you want it to reach the masses right so if that's if that's if that's the objective then why wouldn't you listen to everything why wouldn't you embody everything why wouldn't you challenge yourself in different ways why wouldn't you go out and test the waters and say like wow a bunch of people just exited it as soon as I started playing this song maybe that's not right maybe my ego and my attachment to this song as an idea of mine isn't what I think what it, it's not to them what I think I feel it is you know it's just like when when the professionals do it like Kevin Hart um, like I read I, I heard on Joe Rogan when he was doing his interview with Joe Rogan that he he goes, you know. He he does like small club tours, or he does like you know, maybe not open mics with his status now. When he's filling out, when he was filling out arenas, was. <laughs> and uh, it's it's like before he does all of that, he he does he starts small. And if if his content isn't doesn't evoke the reaction from the from the audience that he wants to get, he goes back to the drawing board and starts again. You know. And yes, don't get me wrong, there is a point where as artists we kind of just have to look at it and be like, all right, it's done. You know? it's, it's got to read.
0: But I think there's a difference between the sound being complete, like the words in the right order for the punchline, mm-hmm. and the message being complete. Yeah. As in the general mood for the song and the general point of the joke. And my point is that I wanted to make to you is that I feel like it's smart to sample size in small groups but it's also very protective I don't want a wide audience to experience the wrong experience so my question to you about hiding your stuff under lock and key if you're worried that the message wouldn't resonate what's worse you putting it out where you're alive and us going, the fuck is this, or us finding it after you die, and going, what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> I I really I couldn't tell you. Um, I mean, if that's if that's if that's what the will is for me, then you know, so be it. But if it's not, like, I mean, I'm gonna put it out. I have every intention of doing that. But you know, I'm my first album.
0: Is it not ready, or are you not ready? <laughs>
1: that's a good point. That's a good point. Um I would say that it's not ready. Because okay. I can identify when I'm singing out of key. And there's you know, there's sometimes you gotta go back and do it again. I mean part of the authenticity in my approach is to not use autotune. And I mean, maybe that's maybe some people would just be like, What? Why not? It helps, you know. But at the same time it's just like but I know I'm I'm better than that. You know, I know it, it not to say that it's like, you know, that. Do you tall. sing from your diaphragm? Or do you sing? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I post. also breathe two-thirds of the air that the average person does. What do you mean? I mean that I have, I mean, like, I was born asthmatic, and I also. Oh, really? Yeah, I also have, like, a, a special condition that basically, um, where my red blood cells can't you know produce the same amount of oxygen as normal red blood cells wow which makes me immune to certain strains of malaria but bonus yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay hand hand to hand back no yeah just uh okay Hmm. but yeah i have no idea what that means but i guess it also makes me anemic. so that's two steps back two steps backward and one
0: step forward so. RNG did not yeah. work out in your favor there. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, at the same time, it's like I can still sing in key. I can still right. hold performances.
0: You can hold a note and you're not tone deaf. I can attest to that. Yeah.
1: This you is know? true. And so that's just, I mean, I also have small hands. I hear plenty of people talking about. Shout out like, Burger King commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I have small hands and that's.
0: Capuchin I, monk I, hands, my lady. <laughs> yeah, little monkey hands.
1: But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I, I've learned to have to even just a ma- uh, a massive mad finger stretch. Yeah, know, how calling. the fuck?
0: That's why I bailed. I was like, uh, nope, hands don't do that. Yeah, I mean, like... Even in piano, I'm like, nope. The ideal... I piano. wish I had enough hands, man, just yeah. the, the three octaves in one go. Yeah. But... Big hands
1: are great for, for instruments. I mean, they're much better for bass, I mean, because bass guitar is already an unergonomic a- instrument to play just because of the scale of the neck and how it, you know, uh, adjust, how you adjust to it while playing it. Hmm. You know? Um, and especially if you're a smaller person like me, I mean, I'm only 5'8". <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, frickin', the, uh, you know, guitars are definitely, like, uh, a safer instrument for me to play just because my knowledge and feel for them is much more in tune it's like guitar and drums those are the two that i feel the most you know so i can always base stuff off of that and vocal training what i've learned of it is you know i i stay true to those to those um to those um principles okay and i just doing my best from there and sometimes i mean it, sometimes it, it's it's no more and no less than the average than i mean the average great musician that i you know know, <laughs> yeah that influences also... your music by the way um matt morgan of the band shout um to anybody who hasn't listened to them should definitely go listen to them um but he he's definitely been an influence on me just because like we we met when we were like 14 um, and I had just moved in with my dad at this time, and so th- very big changes uh, for me. And yeah, uh, you know, he he, I was in my health class, and he was like sitting right right behind me, and then he just like made a joke, and then from then on it was just like, you know, homies for life. And uh, when I was when I was maybe 18, 19, um, I was living out of my car, and I was homeless, and I, uh, I was staying with my sister for a while to, uh, to go back to school, because that was one of the stipulations of me, you know, staying with her, and, I mean, at this point, I'm having this revelation of, like, I'm I'm here sitting and living in my car, what's the one thing that I have wanted to do that I haven't done, and I need to make that happen? And obviously, for any musician, it would be I want to record a record, no matter what it costs. And so I did, and that's the whole precipice behind my first album. That's I think that's why it's so hard to take down off of uh, SoundCloud, you know, because I don't. I I I don't think
0: you should, man. It's you. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, you worked hard for that, and even though you are definitely a different person today than you were then, because that's how timelines work, (laughs) you know, you still owe it to who you were to keep that alive. Yeah. You know?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. But, um, you know, so from there... Uh, Matt hit me up, and this is, you know, I moved away from then, we still kept in touch. When we got our licenses, we went and, you know, hung out here and there, and recorded songs together with each other's bands and stuff. Um, but he was always the guy doing the, the things that I wanted to be doing, you know, because I was doing them back in, you know, Palatine, you know, uh, in the suburb of Illinois. I was doing it, it was about an hour and a half away from him. Uh, and where I moved to at that time, so, like, it's just, uh, he just really, he just hit me up one day, and he was just like, yo, dude, how's it going for you, and then I explained the situation, and he was just like, you want to record a record? I'm in my senior year at, um, you know at at school for audio engineering just don't do me a favor don't go to school for this and I'm like I'm kind of already in the the middle of it dude and he's just like nah fuck that come here come over to my house stay in my basement I'll teach you everything that I can and we'll try and get you an album done you know and it was the most selfless act of just pure musicianship that anybody's ever given to me and I very actively, while I was living there, I tried I, I tried to pay rent. And they were
0: like, no, we don't need it like that. That's crazy. Yeah. And that was before you headlined that, or not headlined, but you did that big show?
1: Wait, what are you talking about?
0: No, you're talking about Dandy? It, oh. I'm not familiar with oh, the area, yeah. so. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. Well, I was in this band called Dandy, and uh, it was cool. You know, we headlined, you know, a bunch of clubs and stuff. But this is after that. This is actually when... All of that kind of went belly up, mm-hmm. and I was going through this downward spiral, and it was kind of you know on the on the tail end of it you know when i this is this was like the story of how I got my myself together, you know and move it's like like immediately prior maybe like a year prior to uh to moving to Austin, which is so crazy it feels like so know. long ago at this point you know,
0: yeah. Well, you've talked a lot about, you know, the low points in your life and what you've you had to do to get where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, like, what is one of the highest points of your life and what has that taught you about expectations for the future and where do you want to go from there?
1: Um, well, I, I do feel like the highest point that I, would, uh, that I was ever at where I really latched on to life. And it was just like, wow, this is this is truly beautiful. But it was also intoxicating as well. You know, there was that's that's what triggered the whole downward spiral is that we were at this pinnacle, you know, fucking playing the show where like hundreds of people are there to the point where months later I'm gonna recognize, you know. And that's like, you know, that's cool. I mean it's a small it's a taste of thing. How old were you? Eighteen. Wow, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't super crazy. I've always been in bands, I've always been managing bands. This is part of the shtick and a great show is a great show, you know what I mean? I played plenty of great shows, but this was had the name. We had the you know, backstage and whatnot. And like, you know, even with the, the other venues that we were playing at the time, like that that entire kind of era of my life was probably just like it wasn't affirming in the sense of like, I feel, I, I'm sure that this is going to have, this is going to go on forever. It's like, it, it was just, this is exactly what I want to be doing, you know? You're turning heads in terms, in, in terms of like, you know, people are, more people are listening to your stuff and are happy for your success. You got the people who never would have batted an eye at you in high school, like inviting you to all their home, like homecoming parties, at, like at college and all that you know, it's cool, you know, it's a very, it's a small taste, it's not disen- it's not desensitizing to the point where you get full of yourself, but it's just, like, this is, this is nice, like, I did something with my talent, and, you know, there's, there's some respect going on, and yes, some of it's fake, but I can identify that, you know, I've had to watch these people, you know, the entire time, but, and the entire time I was growing up, so, I mean, I'm well aware of, like, why they're doing what they're doing but at the same time it's just like it's nice to be treated nice especially
0: when people are gathered around you like yo this motherfucker plays guitar with his teeth (laughs) (laughs) so you enjoy the appreciation right of doing what you love yeah so my question is have you noticed that live musicians if no one knows who they are the only real appreciation is Shit, man, I got a bar, and I don't want it to be dead ass quiet. Can, can you come just do something on stage for a while, and I'll pay you? Like the utility of keeping the ba- like the yeah. the crowd entertained versus being in public and being a known entity. And the hey, I know this man. This man does this thing. Like, it, I mean, is that insulting to you, Where you go from providing a basic purpose of the the thing that you do, right? Yeah to now you're going to get special treatment because you can possibly get me something. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, see, the thing is, is I mean, I feel like the best musicians have been through the, the shit. You know what I mean? That's kind of the plight of, of a musician is, like, if you become massively successful, it was because you knew the right people or you knew enough people or you turned enough heads or you, you really grinded. You know what I mean? It's all of those things because it's... it's even, even, you know, back in the old days when it was, like, all about record companies as opposed to owning your own rights to your own music. Wow. I mean, you think about, like, you just... You had to be good and you had to, you know, entertain people at those shows and uphold that and reinvent yourself and really, you know, work at that in order for... Uh, label to come your way and just look at you and just be like, yes, we're interested in investing millions of dollars into you, you know, but, you know, it's, it's like, yes, these affirmations are are great, but yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it'd be great to come to, to come to, you know, to go to a restaurant and not have to wait in line for a reservation, you know what I mean, just because somebody recognized me at a show. I've seen, I've seen that happen to other people, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset at that at all, because I've grinded, and I've been through shit, you know, and just like we all have, but you know, it's just like, it's not like a sense of entitlement, it just feels like a gift from somebody who really enjoys your music.
0: Right, I get it.
1: You know, it's like, to, to be hooked up like that, it's just like, bro, if I was on the other side of this counter serving you wings, bro, I definitely, I mean, I'm the same, I'm the same guy who will throw the extra wing in there just because, you know?
0: yeah i've heard that like influences <laughs> on youtube they end up start or they start off and they really don't have a whole lot and then as they get bigger all of a sudden they're like oh you know i build computers and intel just sent me this badass thing well, let me put it in the pile and you know it's just like the bigger you get the more people want to give you stuff to provide that the word escapes me but uh I guess I'll use the word utility again, to, you know, like, they have a purpose, I have a purpose, hey look at me, I can give you these things, right? So it's interesting that, like, those starving artists who need it the most, you know, who never get it, become the musician's musician, you know, because the people who made it are like, stop looking at me, look at this motherfucker who never, you know, got, like, look at him, man. Like, I mean, you see, like, Jack White, like, he'll come out and he'll be like, this is how this needs to be, you know, like, you you guys are all wrong, listen to this, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, um...
0: It'd also be scary to be to be used, man. Like, a lot of people have to, like, stay guarded because they're friends, you know? I mean, look at Selena's killer, yeah. you know? I mean, originally, it was your fan club, your number one fan, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Well,
1: that's, that's, I mean... It, leader of a fan club I mean my first thought is (laughs) my first thought my first thought is kissy kissy stabby stabby (laughs) you know it can be like that sometimes I mean it's it's happened um but I don't know um in terms of uh in terms of just like getting that appreciation in the first place that's just like I'm a very emotional person And when people show love to me like that in that kind of regard, like, it's very affirming to know that to somebody, you know, my music meant something, you know? It's very affirming to be like, wow, it's, you know, you want to take, like, uh, it's, when I lived in Colombia, I would play guitar and... People would like from all all over the street would come to uh, come to my door, and I'm thinking they're like gonna ask me to turn it down, you <laughs> know. And so I open up the door and like yeah I know you know just getting ready to, and then they're just like no we want to hear you play because like they brought me food to hear me play, and that's like one of the most wholesome things, you know. That's I feel like it's one of the most human things as
0: well, is to be like you're the bard man exactly. You know yeah they're the chef. Here's some nourishment. Yeah. Provide us with entertainment and a message. Yeah. Yeah. You Honestly.
1: Know. And if it's a message that we can all relate to. Yeah. And a message that can actually enforce, like a, like, a positive good.
0: And a change.
1: And a change, you know? I mean, that's what that's what Bob Marley's music was all about. I mean, you're talking about reggae, but in a time of, like, just civil war in Jamaica, you know, it was a very trying time for them. That's why it was called rebel music.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. If I may hit you with a few rapid fire questions, sir. All right, go ahead. And by a few, I do mean a few. <clears throat> uh, well, first, have you ever heard of Sufjan Stevens? No. So you never heard Illinois? No. Please listen to Illinois whenever I leave. Okay, thin crust pizza or thick crust pizza? Uh, then chance the rapper a lupe fiasco
1: chance why <laughs> just because i mean is lupe from chicago i don't think i've ever heard that
0: i believe so sir which is why i asked the question okay
1: well i, mean, I love you lupe not a- too it's just chance is my boy I just acid rap is just it spoke to me on such an emo, a hardcore emotional level, and yes, you know his his releases after that, you know maybe they they don't come close to to acid rap, but that's also probably also because of the nostalgia that i attached to that album and i'm forever grateful that that is in my life as well as the fact that he's also i, I don't know what lupe's done so far i don't you know know too much about him i just like his music yeah you know he's from Chicago yeah yeah 100 um i see so yeah, i'm learning about this today <laughs> Like, that's
0: sad man you know, I mean Dude, he spoke out against the government and Bush and everybody man oh and did he? he yeah he went on and wore sunglasses to piss off Bill O'Reilly man like <laughs> I, I mean you know I mean slightly poking fun at him, but respect the shit out of the guy you know, yeah. you know how he even got his name he said that he was do- I believe he said he was doing a uh, show you know like a, a talent show and his friends didn't have a group name or anything so you know, the introducers like, Hey what what do you guys call And they're like, Well I'm fucking no So he made up names on the spot and one of the names was And Lupe Fiasco and Lupe was like, That's fucking that's me. That's me right there So he took the name from in that moment, you know, and like and then he he, he went off with it. Mm. You know, so I don't know. I, I always enjoyed his music. Um when I met my lady I was listening to Lasers on the bus all the way out in uh in in New York, upstate New York, Watertown. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Lupe's always been Lupe and and our boy from Cleveland, Scott Mescody, you know? Oh, yeah. Those have always been, like, my, my go-to's.
1: Oh, yeah. For me, that's probably... Well, Mac, and then Chance, uh, Chance at this point, but maybe not so much anymore. Mac maybe, like, Mac lethal? lethal? Mac do you, <laughs> do you know who Chance, Le- uh, Chance Le- the Redbird's little brother is? Taylor Bennett? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Taylor. <laughs> He's a cool guy. They look... They look exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, he, he, he reposted a meme on Instagram where he uh, it was like Spongebob and Patrick and then it was that scene where they're just like, can you tell me the difference between these two things? And it's very apparent. <laughs> it, 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 it like It's like looking at the same ones like Chance and, Chance and, uh, Chance and Taylor. It's just like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, I got this. I got this. Don't tell me. Okay, tell me. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, the internet's wild and you can't ever turn that off
0: yeah so what happens when you let's say uh, you release a song and then you wake up the next day and it's everywhere whether it's being used on TikTok or whether it's you know on Reddit or whatever I mean how would you respond to something like that and let's say it's not even the song like well, let's say you think you're like oh that shit that's my worst song like, yeah. you know, like how would you respond to that
1: um I don't know. I'd definitely be content. I mean, I've always kind of, like, figured that maybe I'd look at the song and just be like, really? That's, that's the one you guys like? You know? Um, Sometimes, I, I don't know. I've, I've definitely, like, speculated with myself about that. Like, what if it was this song that I, f- I fucking hated the most? Because <laughs> that happens
0: often. It happened to Slash. He fucking hated Sweet Child of Mine.
1: Oh, yeah. That happened to Kirk Cobain, too. Like, Sweet, Smells Like Teen Spirit was a joke. Really? Yeah, it was a joke song. Wow. He said the lyrics mean nothing. Literally. Yeah. Just like uh Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden.
0: I love that song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He, Why has, they hate that he song? said the entire point was for none of it to make sense.
0: It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, um yeah, I think there was like Flight of the Bumblebees, I think, or like another Really orchestral, uh, patriotic sounding song. I think he, it was literally like a fucking joke. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, really? <laughs> no, don't play this. <laughs> that's crap. Well, uh-huh. dude, maybe maybe that's the move, man. I mean, do, do you think, uh, you know, what is it? Country, Ro- not Country Road, Lil Nas X, you think? Uh-huh. I mean, y- y- there's video of him performing in front of preschool kids and stuff, yeah. you know? So, I mean, like, it hit an audience. Yeah. It hit the world, you know? And yeah. I don't know.
1: I just think it's hilarious that little kids love that song. I know. Oh, my God. But you
0: can always pull a Kanye and be like, I'm not playing any of my old shit, don't ask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I want to make... I, I, I definitely... I mean, especially with this record, if it's going to be a staple, and if that were to happen, I'd want it to be with songs that I'm comfortable with, even, even the least even in the least bit just like okay you know I'm, I'm cool with that i'll I'll play it you know what i mean because i feel like that's also the then, the, be,
0: then you become a monkey though you know dance monkey play the song no you man. become a human jukebox
1: yeah i mean i guess maybe but i mean you ever uh there's this movie that i really love called uh the goods with on ready
0: it escapes me, but I think I've seen it.
1: Yeah, with yeah, Craig Robinson and. Uh, yes, okay. Yep. Who else is in it? The guy who played. Uh, the guy who played. He has a car salesman. He, he
0: sells a Trans Am, right? At the very end. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. Yeah. I have a Trans Am. That's so why I remember yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, uh, uh, it starts off with him and the, c- the cigarette and the plane and why we should be able to smoke. Yeah. Dude, that movie spoke to me. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, that movie was funny. What, uh, what was the point we were getting at before this?
0: I love that movie, it kind of wipes. <laughs> uh, becoming a human jukebox. And, oh, okay. and why? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, remember
0: DJ Request?
1: It's Craig Robinson right there. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. DJ yeah. Request. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. just like, they're just like, hey, could you play something upbeat and, you know, and friendly? <laughs> and he just plays sad opera music, and it's just like, don't ever let them have the power. You don't ever let them become the, the monkey. I would do something like that. No, I. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be like. I mean, that's also like a strategic point to get people to listen to you longer and create an experience. Is like, you know, yeah. maybe if you just play the song that everybody wants to hear, maybe maybe they gather around and stuff like that. But to actually just keep like at the drop of a hat perform your own specific repertoire. It's also a beautiful thing, you know. I'm sure, it, like they'd appreciate that. It's not like they can play the song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's over the speakers. I mean, in which case, by all means, you
0: know. <laughs> never like, let them have the power.
1: You want. <laughs> it's kind of a joke I have with myself, but I don't know. I've I've never. I don't know. I've always I've i've always found a way to pander to the audience in a way that they're everybody's okay with okay you know? so i mean even if you're just talking about baseline with an acoustic guitar at a party you know just because that's you know for all intents and purposes that's like my that's the that's my social butterfly tool you know because i am kind of like extremely ambiverted you
0: know Ambiverted?
1: Ambiverted meaning that I can go out and socialize and you know be totally you know myself but I do enjoy like time to myself and to recuperate and you know just process my thoughts and organize myself you know there's a lot of people that just have to know they're just not able to be alone you know and I'm certainly not one of those people I could definitely you know be alone in terms of like just constantly working just because i'm always working on something you know i'm either working on something or just straightening my life out you know and even even just like enjoying my own company uh there's a point in time in my life like there is for many people where you know maybe we don't sit with our thoughts and you know it, it you just you fall into regressive patterns or you know, you start to get depressed and whatnot, and then that creates, you know, this habit of social isolationism, which now is a mandate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no more, uh, no groups bigger than 10, right? Yeah, Hmm.
1: yeah, but, um, you know, it's, uh, the case in point is that I can socialize if I want to, but sometimes it, yeah, I have that social anxiety as well, and that's also an aspect to it, you know, and especially in a party setting, you know, it, especially if I don't know the people, you know, so it's much better for me to break out with a guitar just because it's one thing I know I'm really good at, and it's like, you know, it's it's been a practice, it's been, a, it's, a, it's a craft, you know, I believe that it's totally okay to say that you're good at something if you're good at it. <laughs>
0: know as long as you're holding up your own standards yeah exactly
1: you know and you know if you're at at a party like i mean what my experience has been is nobody's going to tell you to stop if you're you know if you're playing good music
0: we uh we have a mailer question from uh marissa johnson (laughs) aka lady till honey uh she says any crazy bar or food truck stories and how does working in the Midwest differ from Texas? And are the Karens different? Like, <laughs> uh, Karens meaning the, uh, let me speak to your manager women.
1: Um, yes, they're more aggressive in Texas. Karens are more aggressive here? Yeah.
0: I wonder how maybe, Houston maybe, Karens. Maybe maybe e- Like the buzz hive hair? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> the, oh, honey. <laughs> When
1: I, uh, I worked at Starbucks before, like, bef- like when I was living in Illinois. And, uh, I, li- I worked for Starbucks for a, th- a total of, like, three years, and that's including my first year of being in Austin. So, for the two years before I lived in Austin, I was at, um, I was in, you know, this very uppity, you know, yuppie town called Naperville, Illinois, which is also the Naperville? Town- Naperville. Naper? Naperville? Naperville. Yeah, like, uh, it's the same town that Bob Odenkirk is from. Oh, man. So. I love Better Call Me too. Yeah, it's such a I show. I live in a gray area, brother. It's a lovely, <laughs> it's a lovely show. It is. Um, but anyway, uh, no, but I, basically Naperville is notorious for, you know, more affluent people as opposed to the, you know, the surrounding suburbs of like Romeoville or Bol- or Bolingbroke. Bolingbrook, Bolingbrook, especially, um, I mean, I lived right, I lived in Romeoville, which is right next to Naperville, and, like, the, the school got shot up, like, oh God. In, yeah, like, right from, right, like, literally not even, like, a, like, two-minute drive from where I was living, it was literally pretty, pretty much across the street, it's crazy, yeah, that was, yeah, wow, great times, right,
0: um, <laughs> The times we live in, man. Eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but these 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 Karens would come through, and some of them were just so like visibly entitled, and it's just like you know, it's 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 really funny because uh, you know I like to think I'm at least mildly attractive, you know. I don't like to, you know, but you know I I got a fair amount of attention you know, uh, in that kind of context, um, but I never, I never, like, I was always just trying to make ends meet, you know, I wasn't really focused on that, or fixated on it, if it came to me, then it was kind of, all right, yeah, why not, you know, I have nothing else going on, I'm just, you know, hanging out here looking for love, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but just not, like, kind of, like, it's, like, super actively seeking it especially when i'm at work because i don't want to mix those two things and make somebody uncomfortable respect respect um but (laughs) there would be there's definitely like a dynamic where i'm just trying to do my job i'm just like hi and that'll be 739 and then you know this person is treating treating me like i'm trying to hit on them i'm just like can you just take your change and leave please
0: you know (laughs) the i I have a boyfriend (laughs) Uh, I like, said, do you want a muffin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, so many times I was just like, either lady wouldn't hit it with a stick with that personality. Wow. <laughs> or like, just get, just get over yourself. Not everybody, you know? Right. I know. Uh, it's just, you know, it's coming from a perspective of like, you know, I grew up around women. I changed my niece's diapers, you know? Like, and the utmost respect for women, or I try to, to the best of my ability. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes. Not everything that flies out of my mouth is exactly what I wanted to uh, embody, but everybody has that problem.
0: You know? Some more than others. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. Uh, all I can say is that at least I try, right? <laughs> yeah, man. It's the thought that counts, truly. But, um,. Yeah, working from working differs in that when I worked in Illinois I made more just as an hourly rate, but I struggled just the same.
0: They let you transfer here? Mm. Mm-hmm. What was that conversation?
1: Well, no. Um, Starbucks was. It's it's very highly corporate. It's like ninety percent corporate as opposed to ten percent freestanding or it's ten percent franchised or licensed as they call it. Um, so essentially, every Starbucks that you see in an airport or a you know anything like that, uh, Barnes and Nobles whatsoever, those are separate entities that are, it's, it's like, it's like a franchise that's separate from corporate, you know, somebody, somebody, a person, as a, you know, a private owner owns that, and then pays a licensing fee to Starbucks to use the name and the recipes, um, and then, and then, like, um, any freestanding Starbucks is where any Starbucks corporate employee can go and get their their discounts or their you know um free coffee bag or whatever you know hmm.
0: i wonder if that's a more recent thing like if people started saying hey uh, starbucks would go great here and the corporate's like we're not going to risk that money but if you want to <laughs> we'll let you license it
1: i i don't know i've never I, I think they stick pretty pretty strictly to those to those kind of practices yeah you know what I mean just um, I'm pretty sure like Little Caesars does the same I used to work there but I, really? I don't remember a whole lot of their pizza is awful man oh my god
0: <laughs> like, I like it as a kid it, as an adult I don't know if things changed yeah. or if my body changed but that pizza is just not good doesn't feel good going down
1: it's so strange because they do make everything fresh
0: I mean, yeah, no disrespect to the yeah. workers, brother, but... Oh, no, no,
1: I'm I'm just saying whatever the recipe is, it's like... It's, it's be like changed. $6... It's, it's $6 pizza? Is it... Is it good? It's hot, and it's ready. Is it good, though? It's hot,
0: and it's ready. You wanna eat it? <laughs> <laughs> like, if your kid opened a semi-decent lemonade stand, like, you want some lemonade? Like, what's it taste like? See any other liquid around here on this hot day? <laughs> That'd be $4. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's overcharging. It is. And, yeah. But we're in the time of that. <laughs> it's What is that? That's a uh, grande coffee.
0: <laughs> if you had the ability to hoard, what would you hoard right now?
1: What would I hoard?
0: Or stockpile. Let's say stockpile, because hoard's a little bit more of uh, a rude word.
1: Are, are, are we talking in a uh, fantasy sense?
0: Yeah. You yeah. have the funds, and you wouldn't be a dick for doing so.
1: I build... It, well, I... I'm gonna kind of take that question, sure. run in a direction with it. Um, but if I if I could do that, if I was able, to, I would just build my own studio, like to my own acoustic, like sensibilities, you know, and just soundproof at isolation booth and everything, you know, and just really, really just put the work and the TLC into that, just as a home entity. And I is as, as long as I've been producing music, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I mean don't get me wrong it would be lovely to go to a studio that's like an office you know but at the same time it's like I just want to be surrounded by music at all times.
0: That's you know? telling about you. I literally <laughs> asked what would you do with money to get stuff and you said stuff. I'd rather have more reasons and ways to make music. Yeah. So that's awesome, man.
1: Yeah. It's definitely I I I don't know. I mean I Like I said before in the words of Dave Grohl, the gift is just being able to play, you know? The gift is just being able to play. And for me, uh, another quote that I live by is, my passion gives purpose to my past and my pain, you know? And that's that's definitely going to be tatted on me, you know, at some point. But,
0: yeah. Listen to Philharmonic, man. Not the Philharmonic Symphony. <laughs> His name is Phil Harmonic. He has one song called, "Uh." well, actually, I don't want to give it away because it's kind of the punchline of the song, but, dude, real talk, like, you watch him perform live and people around him and and the reaction, man, it's wild. It's, It's not just the enjoyment of, it's the feeling of, man. And he talks about people on the streets. He talks about you know, not being able to make rent. He talks about the things that people don't want to talk about, and people shy away from, and people look away from. Yeah. You know, so that's that's kind of what you're getting at about making music that people respond to, man. And, yeah. And that says, dude, I definitely want to see you play live in a in an audience setting. You know, yeah. I was hoping we could at the. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean even if I, uh, even if I was just, you know. T- supposed to play, play drums, it was just gonna be great to Dude, yeah. get, get out there and play a show again, you know, and I was rehearsing real hard for it, you know, as were a lot of musicians in this area and all over the world for South by Southwest, and then that all got cancelled, and it's just like, well, what do we do now? What's gonna happen now? What's go- What's the world gonna look like by the end of the year?
0: Wow. I think I know. Live streaming live music and people donating honestly like a a webcam show Mm -hmm. of people performing and then fans of those people just donating you know it'd be like a twitch lineup of all your favorite local artists I've actually
1: heard about I mean this this is not a paid promotion by any means but you know (laughs) Uh, there's this app called Loom
0: Loom? Loom L o o m or L u m
1: e. L u m.
0: L u m. Yes. It's an alum. I,
1: I would, The the ad that I saw said loom. Okay. But anyway, I signed up for it, and um, I have yet to really be active on it just because I need to take care of like my copyright, you know, stuff before I post anything else. Um. Just just in a in a matter of like
0: you know, technicality. You
1: know, if a music
0: patent troll is going to get you, they're going to get you, bro. So what? said, If a music patent troll is going to get you, they're going to get you. There there are people who sit there and they, they stockpile melodies mm-hmm. and they go, ha, ah, you use these notes in a certain order. Gotcha.
1: Well, then that's kind of just reinvention, but you know what I mean? No. And don't. I, you can't, okay, so copyright, copyright law dictates that If you can, if you can play, if you can cover a song, if you cover a song and play all the instruments yourself, you have full legality to release it, but not to make money off of it without consent from that artist, without them, without paying them royalty.
0: Can you release it for free and get donations on the side? As long as you're not selling that entity.
1: If you're not selling that body of music, then sure. Okay. But, um... I don't know. That sounds like a music, a musically gray era, area. Well, of course. But um, I. It's That's basically why I'm the way the way that the way that it was described to me is just that like if you perform all parts or you know the the key is transposed, you know what I mean? It's it's like fair game. That's why you see like for instance one of my favorite drum covers on YouTube is uh, Luke Holland, right and. uh, Luke Holland plays the song "Hold On, Shut Up" before MGK and before MGK uh, died, and <laughs> he came at Eminem, bro. <laughs> Although I was very disappointed by both those slap, um, both those rap tracks. It's like, were you trying? Didn't feel like you were trying. Y'all could both rap much faster than that.
0: <laughs> Without me, is still my favorite song by Eminem. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Um, I want to say that... um, What's that song that he did with Black Bear? Uh, It's a long way home at the end of the road. I'll be paving my own way to the top. I'll be here to stay. It's uh... a... I can't think of the name.
0: It escapes me too It America. escapes to yeah.
1: me. Um, uh, Sorry. End of the is. Road. It's called End, End of the, of the road. road. I said that. And I just, in the
0: song. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's called End of the Road, and it's uh, MGK featuring Black Bear. And uh, I really. That song always resonated with me. The first time I heard it was in high school. So, I mean, like, not everything that he's put out was is, you know, trash, but I just feel like sometimes the general direction of where he's headed is just like expected expect it better of you, you know? I feel like as an
0: artist, as long as you can entertain the fan base that sustains you enough, and you maintain mm-hmm. relevancy... Yeah. And, I mean, to be honest with you,
1: like, I have no idea. Like, I mean, he played he played Tommy Lee in the, the movie... Did you watch they, it? Yeah, I did. I liked it.
0: I liked it, but at the same time... Which probably definitely... They said it was watered down. They said they... Even, they got away with much worse. Yeah. You know, so...
1: Oh, yeah, no, I mean...
0: I wouldn't th- cop to everything either.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, freaking...
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, it's just... They... Motley Crue themselves are who they are, and they have gotten to where they're at because of the way they are. And, I mean, that's that's just a way of behaving that's just not... I just don't feel like it's cool anymore. I thought it was cool in a time when... Um, when I was very angry and angsty, you know? And so I've kind of grown just as a fan of music by growing out of the whole Motley Crue thing. But I will admit, it was a great fucking concert. And, it was, and I honestly still think it's, like, good music.
0: What's the difference between having a message and then doing an extreme action to gain viewership for that message and to maintain relevancy versus not having a message and still doing those things and people saying, oh, you can't do that, and the fan base going, but that's why we like them, and they maintain relevancy through what they do instead of why they do it.
1: It all depends on what kind of identity you want to have for yourself in your career. You know what I mean?
0: But if you don't mind... And you're maintaining that relevancy and you're making money. Like, yeah, well, I mean, so what, I mean, in that definition, what artists for you am I describing? Who do you think does that?
1: Well, definitely definitely MGK. Um, I mean, not that I, I, he really resonates with me so much anymore, but um, I mean, Mac Miller, he, he was very depressed. He was very, I mean, for every every reason. That man had every, every right to be depressed.
0: You know? Fucking Pete Davison, man.
1: I know. That's another reason why I don't like that movie. I don't like him at all. I don't, that, that's why, I like, He I wasn't in that movie, wasn't he? Yeah, it? he was. He played Tom, Tom right. Zutau, but, I don't know. He, he, the other thing is that Tom Zutau was a really great guy. He was also the guy who got, um, who got Guns and Roses signed. Yeah. And, uh, freaking, <laughs> They just made him out to look like such a fucking goober, dude. <laughs> I felt I felt bad for Tom C. Tyler because Pete Davidson, especially with all with him being in that movie after what he had done to Mac. You know, that's just like That makes everything really conflicting to me because, you know, Molly Crew was like, you know it, it was it was like infamy to me in uh, in my childhood. You know what I mean? Just growing up as like a... With this kind of sense of like rock and roll elitism. You know, it's like, it's only rock and it's the only thing I'm ever going to play. You know? We all have our own learning curves as musicians. But, I mean, I also probably would like to think that had I not spent such intensive time learning every Guns N' Roses song that I could, maybe my fingers wouldn't be able to move it the way that they do. Especially not having a teacher for so long. So...
0: All right, man. Well, I think uh, this is a good point to stop here. We can definitely come back and have you on for a third a third swing. I'm absolutely cool with that. Uh, I think you're one of the top listen to uh, videos, and uh, hopefully I've sent some traffic over your way.
1: Okay, yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, if it, uh, anybody else would uh, like to listen to my music, uh, you can find me on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash punkbordello. P U N K B O R D E L L O. Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Um I'm working on uh, putting together my website with all uh, my photography and everything like that. Um, it's just another list, another another check on the list of things to do that I have yet to mark. Um, but. Yeah, I also have, I I'm just steady releasing things on SoundCloud and YouTube as well. You can find me on YouTube as Punk P U N K B O R D E L L O.
0: Well, I was gonna show you this at the beginning, but uh, I figured it might skew the results. Yesterday, as you know, Mario Ramirez was on, and uh, when asked about you, this is kind of how the conversation went at the end. Listeners, uh, Corey Jones will be on tomorrow. To the Mario, what do you have to say to Corey Jones? Follow this up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think you followed that up? Yes. <laughs> 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 All right, Corey. Well, thank you very much for coming on, brother. Absolutely. We'll, right. uh, we'll fist bump because uh, I guess handshaking will kill you nowadays.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you don't want to catch the crown, right? <laughs>
0: can't pick up the crown <laughs> yeah holding what's holding you down straight up <laughs> all right guys we're straight
1: to the best they say in canada uh
0: my friend's dad says straight out straight out dude <laughs> straight exactly straight he, out, he grew up around tony alva and uh and stacy peralta and he skated and hung out with those oh, guys yeah he was even sponsored by vans whenever they only had like one little fucking shop on venice beach
1: it's probably something like that. Yeah, like to know that
0: yeah. Um, I'm definitely trying to get him on too, as well, because he's a he's a he's a really fucking cool dude. That's
1: a that's a, that's a story. I would love to be there for that. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to be there for that. <laughs> I really would. I would. Yes, absolutely. Let me know when you're doing that.
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate everyone for. Uh, for continuing to listen and uh we appreciate our guests for continuing to come back Absolutely. so that is episode 11 in the books